Joe Dartholo, John LeBeshra, and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. <laughs> Uninvited guests featuring John Laurie, Arnold Ridley, and Ian Lavender with this week's guests, Bill Pertwee, Frank Williams, and Edward Sinclair. <laughs> Here is the news, and this is John Snag reading it. As the Nazis scourge sweeps relentlessly across Europe, scattering whole nations like so much chaff before the wind, we at home give grateful thanks to the brave men of the Home Guard who are on constant alert, ready to repel any Nazi invader foolhardy enough to step ashore on British soil. In his office in the church hall at Warmington-on-Sea, Captain Mannering is talking to the chief ARP warden. Well, Hodges, I'm very sorry to hear about your HQ. Yeah, blown to bits it was. I'm glad to see that you escaped unharmed. I wasn't in there. Very fortunate. I was in the boozer. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I say, I'm very sorry, but I don't see what I can do. Well, as my quarters have been put out of action, I have official permission to use this hall here. This hall here? The, oh, this hall. <laughs> and who's the authority? See for yourself. There's a letter from the town clerk, countersigned by the vicar. Now, I'm a reasonable man. We've had our differences in the past mannering, but we're both on the same side, and I'm going to be generous. I'm not shutting you out altogether. I'm prepared to go shares with you. You can keep that end of the office by the window, and I'll have this end. What are you doing? Just making a chalk line on the floor so we know where we stand. <laughs> now, when it comes to the desk, you keep your stuff on that side, and I'll keep mine on this side. Don't you dare put chalk marks on my desk. I'm only trying to be reasonable and fair. I shall rub it out. Well, I'll chalk it again, and I'll rub it out again. Look, I can chalk quicker than you can rub, mate. Now, you probably noticed that both the doors are in my arf. Now, I'm going to be fair. I'll put a chalk mark down the middle of the floor like this. And over here like this. Now, that'll give you a path to the doors. That's Tom Tiddler's ground. I've had just about enough of this. Now, just a minute. Get back. You're standing on my bit. This is absurd. Now, the only thing I have to insist on is the phone. That has to be in my arf. Oh, no, it doesn't. This is my artery of communication. If Hitler invades some other part of the coast first... That is how I shall be informed. Yeah, well, it's my archery every time the siren sounds. If Hitler's coming, I'll take a message for you. <laughs> this phone stays exactly where it is. And I give you precisely five seconds to get out of this office. One, two, three, four, five. I'm not going. We'll see about that. Wilson? Jones? Yes, Mr. Mannering? Coming. Escort this person from my headquarters. I'm sorry, mate. I'm staying here. This is my headquarters. Wilson? Prepare to carry out my orders. Yes, sir. Now, would you mind leaving, like the captain says? Look. <laughs> Look, I've got authority from the town clerk. There it is in black and white. If you do not leave, you'll have this bed up you, and you will not like it, I tell you. <laughs> now, look here, Gandhi. What? What the marble to do with that bed? Shall I give him the cold steel so the old cold steel's up? Steady, steady, Joe. Right. I'm going. But you'll hear more of this. Well done, Jones. They don't like the cold steel, so they can't count on the cold steel, sir. Oh, we've seen the last of him. I don't think we have, sir. What do you mean? I mean, yes, sir, just a minute. Not too close to the window, or they'll see you. But Hodges has collared the vicar and the verger. He's done it now, vicar, he's done it now. Oh, do try and control yourself, Mr. Hodges. Whatever's up, Mr. Hodges. You look like a soul in torment. Is that Mannering? I'll have him, I will, I'll have him. Do stop jumping about, Mr. Hodges. You'll do yourself an injury. Now, what happened? He threatened me with a bayonet. Oh, never. 
Did you hear that, Your Reverence? It's, it's true, Mr. Hodges. Of course it's true. If I hadn't got out quick, they'd have cut me to ribbons. Hey, you live it by the sword, shall perish by the sword. And that goes for bayonets and all. <laughs> I don't think there's any need to get quite so dramatic, Mr. Yeekman. I'll go in and have a word with Captain Barry. I shall be right at your side, Your Reverence. Who knows where they'll strike next? Yes, and I'll be right behind you. Well, come on, then. We'll go in through the side door. That's the deal. Oh, Lord. What is it, Wilson? I think we're in for a visit from the three wise men. <laughs> Don't you worry, sir. I've got the cold steel ready, sir. I've got the cold yeah, steel... Jones, put that banner away. Ah, Mr. Barry. Would you mind not using that door in future, Vicar? It's for my own personal use. Mr. Barry, I think you're forgetting the whole of the hall is church property, and I've given Mr. Hodges here permission to use this office. Now, I understand that he's been molested. Yeah, threaten me with a bandit. Nothing but vandals, they are. I'm very busy, Vicar. I'm afraid I shall have to ask you and your cohorts to leave my office. It is not your office, it is my office. And I have lent it to Mr. Hodges here. There, what did I say? I told you, Mannering, didn't I? I told you. Let me let him have the cold steel up inside. Let him... <laughs> Jones. <laughs> You're interrupting training, Vicar, which is essential to the defence of the realm. Will you kindly leave? No, I will not. Now, will you agree to share this hall with the ARP? No, I will not. Very well. I shall report you to the bishop and to the police. Oh, don't be so damn childish. Don't you profane his reverence like that? Look, Virgil, I don't want any impertinence from you. Now, let's be reasonable about this, Mr. Manning. You have got to let Mr. Hodges share this hall. Under no circumstances whatever could I bring myself to share my HQ with this man. That is final. <laughs> Well, I think it's a cheat, Mr. Rogers, running his ARPHQ in our hall. Well, there wasn't much Mr. Manry could do about it, you see. As the vicar pointed out, it is the church's hall. He'll try to cooperate, of course, but what can you do with a man like Hodges? I mean, he, he really is so awfully common. <laughs> right there, Sergeant Wilson, he is common. Yes, well, there's one thing I really can't stand. It's common people. <laughs> I think you've been a little unfair. After all, Mr. Hodges runs the civil's... Defence very well, and, and it's a very dangerous job. Yes, I know, but I, I'm not saying he doesn't do very well, Godfrey, but what I am saying is that he's so terribly uncouth. <laughs> and he's got dirty fingernails. <laughs> yes, quite right, Frank, quite right. Wilson, come in here a minute, will you? All right, sir, come in. Uh, if only cut Mannering and put a curse on him. Short <laughs> <laughs> rubbish job. How can you put a curse on people? When? Over 50 years ago, when I was trading coral in the South Seas with a friend of mine. Was that the one that got killed by a giant squid, Mr. Fraser? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, that was another friend. <laughs> Jethro, his name was. Well, one day we were anchored off a small island about 20 miles west of Samoa. Jethro told me heard there was a, a ruined temple in the centre of the island with a, a huge idol that had a ruby the size of a duck's egg set in its forehead, and he was determined to get it. So, as soon as it was dark, we rowed ashore, armed to the teeth, and set off through the jungle to find the temple. After about two hours cutting our way through the undergrowth, we finally came to a clearing. In the centre was the ruined temple covered with jungle creepers. The temple was deserted. We crept inside, and there it was, a huge idol with a great ruby in its forehead, 
The shafts of moonlight that come through the holes in the roof made him glisten like fire. Jethro gave a, a cry of triumph, jumped up on the idol, and dug the ruby out of his forehead with his knife. All the time, I could feel eyes, horrible, unseen eyes, staring at us. <laughs> I couldn't stand it any longer. Let's get out, I shouted, and we're turned to go. <gasps> then, I saw it blocking our path in the doorway. A watch doctor. He let out a scream that turned my blood to ice. He shook some bones in Jethro's face, and he cursed him. After all these years, I can still hear that, that terrible curse. Death! <laughs> death! That ruby will bring you dead! Death! <laughs> Did the curse come true, Mr. Fraser? Aye, <laughs> laddie. Dead. He died. Last year he was eighty six. <laughs> right, men. I'm praying all of you. Yes, news comes and says, come on, four in three backs. Best smartly by the right. Come on now. Now, I've been on to area HQ the Civil Defence Authorities, and also the Chairman of the Town Council, who's a fellow Rotarian. <laughs> I don't mind telling you, I've given them all a piece of my mind. I can assure you that these ARP people will be moved as soon as possible. But not this week. But not this week. I'll tell them this. <laughs> In the meantime, I think we should all behave like good Christians, and as far as possible, ignore them. Squashing my men up like that, Hodges. Ah, oh, shut up. Right. Home guard, left dress. Keep moving. Keep moving. Just a minute, don't you push my Keep men. Keep moving, man. That's enough of that, Mannering. That's quite enough of that. You started it. You were taken up more than you're off of the all. I have twice as many troops as you have. You call those troops that not the Bath Chair Fusiliers. <laughs> That's enough of that. I'll put my mum onto you. <laughs> Let's sort them on out. Oh, six to one. That's brave, isn't it? Listen, this town's not big enough for both of us, buddy. <laughs> Don't start anything. Hello, they're here. Saved by the bell. Oh, I'll sort you lot out later. I've got work to do. Right. One, two, three sectors. Get your postman. Yes, right. Three men to patrol the viaduct. Then we need six men to take up defensive positions at the Gaslight and Co. Company. Yes, sir. Mr. Cole, man the stretches. Mr. Carr, take charge of the incident man. Sponge, you establish your HQ at the Manigold Tea Rooms and patrol from there to Timothy White's. Fred, you get a fire going in that stove. We may be here all night. It's getting a bit parky. I'm going to my office. Jones, you keep your sector here in reserve. I'm going to my office. Here, 
Manry, keep all that paper and rubbish on your side of the desk. Look, I'm trying my best to tolerate your presence here. But you're being quite insufferable. Be quiet. Can't you see I'm on the phone? Hello, is that G-section? Hodges here at headquarters. Okay, make a report and let me have it in the morning. I'll have the phone back at my end of the desk, if you don't mind. Take your hands off that phone. During an alert, I shall be receiving a constant stream of reports. And I shall be receiving instructions from the war office via my superior officer. There you are. They're coming in already. I'll take it. Warming today, RP. HQ number one for two and B Company, Warming John C. Home Guard. <laughs> Do you have to shout in my ear? Hello? Oh, it's for you, Mannering. Yeah. What did I tell you? Hello, good evening, sir. Mannering here. Yeah, what? Oh. Oh. Hello, Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth? You can pack that in for a start. We've no time for you carrying on chats with your bits of fluff, would you? <laughs> this happens to be my good lady. Well, cut it short, then. Yes, dear. Well, no, no, I, I can't possibly come home now. What if you're frightened? Can't, can't you go and sit in the cupboard under the stairs, as usual? <laughs> yeah. Well... Well, I would have thought a bomb was more dangerous than a mouse. <laughs> oh, blimey, hurry up. Careless talk costs lives, you know. Yeah, uh, yes, Elizabeth. I see, dear. Ye yes, of course. But there's no need to be frightened, my dear. Ye yes. Yes, Elizabeth. Will you look at the smoke coming out of that stove? Gosh. Them wardens can't even light a fire properly. Here, pop up the box, son, and get that can of paraffin. Right, oh, Mr. Fraser. <laughs> Jones, eh? We might as well have a proper fire, eh? If we're going to have one at all. That's this is just smoke, man. Well, probably a sparrow's nest blocking the chimney. You do a lot of that sort of thing, you know, sparrows do. They've tried to light the with damp wood, man. Here's the paraffin, Mr. Fraser. Good boy. Just pour a drop in the stove. Okay. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I said a drop, son, not the whole can. Oh, Here, go and get rid of it quick before anybody sees you. Okay. That's more like a fire now, isn't it? What's this? What's this? <laughs> that that stove's not to be ignited without the consent of the vicar. That's a re-blathering about it's only a fire, man. It will have to be notified. There'll be a rumpus. Who lit it? The wardens. Ah. Oh. The borders, eh? <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. <laughs> Cheers the place up nice pies, isn't it? <laughs> yes, well, well, look, Elizabeth. <clears throat> Perhaps if you made a loud noise, the mouse would go down the hole or something. Talk, blimey, you give me that phone. Listen, leave the mouse where it is and you jump down the ruddy hole. <laughs> Look, this rain's been on ten minutes and I haven't received a single manning report with you stuck on the phone. There you are, I'll take that. Warmington on CARP. Number one platoon B Company Home Guard. Will you shut up? Hello, what's that? A chimney on fire? Right, I'll take the details down. Oh, really? <laughs> Do we have to tie up a vital channel of communication with such domestic trivia? There's nothing trivial about a fire, mate. It shows up for miles. Hello? Yes? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. Mordimer Road. Right, yes. Large building next to St. Aldham's Church. Yes. Right, I've got it. Right. I'll get up in the fire brigade. 
Just a minute, just a minute. A large building next to St. Aldham's Church. <laughs> this is a large building next to St. Aldham's Church. Mr. Madrid, what are you up to now? Go away, Vicar, we're busy. Do you realise that you set the chimney on fire? What? Your reverence, your reverence, the stove in the hall has become a raging, fiery furnace. Let me have a look. Get out of the way, Berger. Oh. Yes, get out of the way, Berger. Right, Fraser, what happened? Well, the warden's let a fire in the stove, sir. It appeared to have got a wee bit out of hand. What are you doing about it, Wilson? Oh, well, sir, when it happened once with the nursery fire, Nanny pulled salt on it. Nanny, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fire, not a pigeon! <laughs> Wilson. You never miss an opportunity to remind us of your mollycoddled upper-class childhood, do <laughs> Nanny, indeed. This is an emergency. I was only saying, sir, that salt worked awfully well on the nursery fire. Yes. <laughs> well, thank goodness some of us had the benefit of a practical upbringing. Right, now, has anybody got any intelligence suggestions? Bogota. I beg your pardon? <laughs> a barrel of Bogota. It's moderate and a jiffy, man. Oh, be sensible, Fraser. We must send for the fire brigade. No, certainly not. I'm putting this out. We'll deal with this. You mean we'll deal with it? This is an ARP matter. These are military premises. I do think it would be better if we did call in the professionals. So do I. This is church property. The fire brigade shall be summoned. What? I'd have me the laughing stock of the neighbourhood. Not likely. Come on, Fred. Help me get the pumps and we'll take them up the church tower. We should be able to get at the chimney from there. Come on, Pike. Sir. Come, Fred. Up the tower. Where's Jones? I think he's already gone up there, sir. Come on, then. Quickly. Right here. Oh, dear. <laughs> Jones. Jones, where are you? I'm out here, sir. He's outside the window, Mr. Manrin. Jones, what are you doing out there? The chimney's on fire, sir. I know that. What are you doing? Well, it's all right, sir. There's a little ledge here, sir, and it runs right round the tower. I'm coming out there. Hang on to me, Pike. Right, Mr. Manorine. Be careful. Uh, uh, careful. Uh, there we are. Careful, sir, careful. It's very narrow, this ledge, sir. If you lean out a little way, you can see the chimney thrown out sparks like a Roman candle. <laughs> Watch out, sir. There's a sheer drop of about 40 feet. Well, <laughs> all right, Joe. Oh, oh, right, I've got you. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, I nearly went then, sir. You saved my life. I'll never forget that, sir. Thank you. Yes, yes, all right, all right, all right. Now, you move out of the way, Jones. I want to get past. Look, well, I've caught... look you get back inside. Well, I can't move much, sir. I'm caught on the gargoyles. <laughs> There's a lot of them about up here, sir, and I do not like it, sir. Stay where you are, then, and I'll, I'll, I'll squeeze past. <coughs> here, Jones, what are you hanging about there for? This is an ARP matter. Get out of the way. I'm caught in a very embarrassing situation. What are you talking about? His trousers are all kind of gargoyle, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> well, take them off, then. Mercy on us. Not in front of his reverence. We can't have him stuck just outside the window. He's in the way. Go on, get him off. Hey, help, help. Help, help. What's up going on here? Oh. Leave my man alone, Hodges. They're trying to take my trousers off, Mr. Manrin. Don't be neurotic, Jones, and keep still. <laughs> Wilson, are you there? Yes, sir. There's a gap from this tower to the church hall roof. If we could bridge it with a plank, we should be able to get across. I haven't got a plank. I mean, why should I have a plank? <laughs> Nobody said anything about a plank. 
Why must you always find excuses? There's a ladder here, sir. Can you he not use that? Well done, Fraser. Hand it out. Oh, I say, we'll get it. Oh! Whoa! Do try to get out of the way, Jones. Oh. <laughs> now I'm unhit from the gargoyle, Mr. Manning. <laughs> I heard it. Don't stand right in front of the window, Jones. The ladder's coming through here. There's no gun, my what are you doing out there? I'm on the end of the ladder. I'm dangling, I'm dangling. Don't make me dangle, sir. Hold the ladder firm, Fraser. Jones is stuck on the end of it. Oh, yeah. Help, put me back, put me back. Quick, pull the ladder back. I'll do that, sir. Come on, end, end, end. Oh, dear, oh, dear. You're safe now, Jones? Oh, yes, sir. I thought I was gone then, sir. Mr. Men, you saved my life again, sir. <laughs> I'll never forget that, sir. I'll never forget that, never, sir. Never mind about that now. Just steady the ladder as it comes through the window. Yes, very good, sir. Right, Fraser. Pike. Yes, sir. Keep easing it out. Do that, sir. Hurry up, you lot. Jerry can see that far for miles. Ah, that's it. Pike. Press the end on the window cell. All right. And all right, you then, Cotton Mannering. Yes. Resting on the roof of the hall. Good. I think that's firm. Is it secure on the window, Silk Fraser? Aye, sir, quite secure. Let me test the ladder, sir. Let me test the ladder, well, sir. Get on with it, you old fool, and don't talk so much. Who are you calling an old fool? No time for that now, Jones. Off you go. Right, sir. I'm going off now, sir. Come on, then. Hurry up. Pike, come uh, on out. You're the next to cross the ladder. Oh, no. My mum wouldn't like me up there. <laughs> I'll get verdi grease. <laughs> well, get, don't look down. Go on, off you go. All right. Jones. Yes, sir. See if you can get along the top of the roof near the chimney. Right, sir. Pike. Yes, Mr. Manrin. Crawl along the catwalk by the guttering. See if we could use a pump below the chimney. All right. Fraser. All right, sir. Sergeant Wilson in there. Yes, sir, he is. Tell him to get the water organised. I will learn. Sergeant Wilson, Captain Mannering says they need water. All oh, right, right. Well, go on then, Sergeant. There are plenty of buckets downstairs. Yes, well, aren't you coming to give a hand, Vicar? No, I'm staying here, ready to pass water through the window. What? What <laughs> <laughs> then, Berger? I'm staying here to look after his reverence. <laughs> Come on then, Godfrey. It's just you and me. Come in, Mr. Wilson. The water is yours, we, Captain Manorick. Good. How are you getting on, Jones? Nearly there, sir. Go on, Granddad. Hurry up. Who are you calling Granddad? Jones, pay attention to what you're doing. You'll fall off again. Pike, are you in a position below the chimney? Yes, and I've got all sparks falling on top of me. Good. (laughs) Mr. Manorick, sir. If I had some water, I think I could get it down the chimney. Very good, Jones. Fraser, pass the water. Pass the water, Fadger. Pass the water, your reverence. Hurry up with the water, Sergeant Wilson. There you are. Two buckets full. Here, another two. Oh, oh dear, those stairs. Water coming. Water coming. Water coming. Oh, dear. Mr. Wilson, do you think I might be excused for a moment? No, 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 certainly not. Certainly not. We've got to get more water. Now, come on, then. Oh, come on, Doctor. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. There you are, Jones. 
Water coming. Water coming. Water coming. Right, I've got it. Now let's see if I can get it down the chimney. Here goes. Mind what you're doing? That went all over me. (laughs) Oh, sorry about that, Pokey. I missed Mr. Manring. More water. More water. More water. Fraser. I sir. Take a pump and join Pike below the chimney. I'll do that, sir. Verger, pass the pump out. Here you are, Mr. Fraser. Thank you. Well, I'm on my way, sir. Good man. We need more water. Water coming. Water coming. Go on, then, Joffrey. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Why does everybody have to shout water? (laughs) Right. I've got the water. Well, try and get it inside the chimney this time. Right. Here goes, then. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Pikey. Missed again, Mr. Manrin. More water. Oh, look, I'm soaked. I'm going to tell my mum about this. <laughs> Never mind that, son. Get hold of this hose. Oh, look, Mr. Fraser, look what they've done to me. I'm all wet. Mum will be furious. Don't worry, my boy. That fire will soon dry out. More water. More water. Water coming. Water coming. Fraser. Cut. Hurry up and get that pump working. Only a minute, Captain Mannering. Good, good. I'm going to have another go, Mr. Manrin. Here, you're not having this bucket. Give it to me. I'll show you how to do it. Right, here goes. Oh, not again. I'm going to get pneumonia. Oh, stop snivelling, lad. More water. More water. More water. More water. Hurry up with that pump, Mr. Fraser. All right. I hear you are. Ready now? Don't break a point, your hose, up at the chimney, man. Right you are, Mr. Fraser. Well, go on, stop pumping. There she blows. Oh, Mum, are you aiming that thing, you silly, sobby-looking boy? Take it easy, Pike, and the water's going all over us. Aye, in street, lad, in street. More water. More water. More water. Hurry up, Mr. Wilson. Uh, it's your church, Vicar. Get it yourself. <laughs> More water, Godfrey. Yes, Sergeant Wilson. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Mr. Manrin, sir. Just a minute, George. I'm coming over there to direct operations on the spot. Right, sir. He's coming over, Mr. Rogers. I heard. Blimey, I thought we'd got enough chaos as it is. We don't need him. Ah, George. There's quite a view from up here. Yeah. <laughs> well, a clear date, you see, as far as the new slaughterhouse. Really? Mind, I don't suppose you want to see as you're not a butcher. And over there, you see the gasometer. Only when it's full, of course. When it's empty, it's too low. And then you see... Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe. come up here for a cook's tour. Supposed to be putting fire out. Oh, dear. Talk about Fred Carnos. Well, sir, I, I think I'm going to slide down the roof and, and then I'll get nearer to the chimney then, sir. And then I shall stand beside it to my full height and I shall be then able to pour a bucket of water down. Yes, but don't talk so much about it and get on with it. Yes, sir. Right, sir. Right, sir. Here goes, then. Oh! 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 What's the matter with Jones? Oh! He's got his leg stuck on the side of the chimney stack. <laughs> it's red hot, sir. It's red hot. Then come back. I can't, sir. Oh! I'm on fire. It's all right, Mr. Jones. I'll put you out. Pump away, Mr. Fraser. What? Oh, oh. oh, son, son, it's not his head that's on fire. Aim lower down. Give me that bucket of water, Hodges. 
Brace yourself, Jones. Oh, oh, sir. You've saved my life again, sir. Oh. Hey, Mr. Manning, it's gone out. Well, of course it has. That's what I aim to do. Not me, sir. The fire. Good heavens, so it has. Well, sir, the fire's out. Yes, I know. How did that happen? Oh, well, it was Charles' place, sir. I did just what Danny did. I put salt on it. <laughs> That episode of Dad's Army, based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft, you heard Arthur Lowe as Captain Mannering, John LeMessure as Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dunn, Corporal Jones, John Lawley, Private Fraser, Arnold Ridley, Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender, Private Pike, Bill Pertwee, ARP Warden, Frank Williams, the Vicar, and Edward Sinclair as the Virgil. Uninvited Guest was adapted for radio by Michael Knowles and Harold Snowd and produced by John Dials. 